we're going to have to keep getting vulnerable and uncomfortable and super awkward as we learn how to exist with you taking up less space and me taking up more. You're going to get frustrated and squeamish and stubborn as hell as you feel me encroaching on your territory. And I'm going to show up for all of it, reminding you over and over that there is nothing, nothing we can't both handle. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's really good to have you here. It's so good to have you listening and to be talking to you. I'm going to give just a quick update on the show and where things are at for me before I dive into the content for today's episode. I didn't publish an episode last week. I usually publish weekly and I'm usually pretty consistent when I'm doing a season. But a few weeks ago, Um, I lost my cat. She passed on. Her name was Megan, and I was so, so close with her, and it was really, really, really hard for me, and I found myself just not in the right headspace to work on the podcast, and so I wasn't able to have an episode ready for last week, and I tried to record an update to just let everyone know, but I was still really emotional and it was really raw and it was really hard. So I just kind of went quiet last week. So I apologize for that. But thank you so much for sticking around and for being patient. And I've had a chance to process and, you know, be with some of my sadness and just kind of work through some of what was coming up, which actually connects to the content for today's episode. And I was trying to figure out how to get back in the swing of things because my life just felt really kind of disrupted and shaken up by this loss. And I was trying to figure out how I ease back into the podcast and connect back into the joy of creating and the joy of doing this show and creating this content for you to listen to. I was just trying to figure out how I ease back in and how I make that pivot. And one thing that I noticed over the past couple of weeks while I was processing this loss and just kind of moving through a ton of emotions and so many different things, I noticed also alongside the sadness and some of the pain that I was experiencing, I noticed that my inner critic was getting really, really, really vicious and loud. And it was just really interesting to see how a lot of my pain and some of the really, really hard emotions almost got covered up with self-criticism and a really loud inner critic. And with that really loud inner critic, it was very easy for me to start to see its voice, to recognize its patterns. It was so visible and so present that it was so obvious. And if you struggle with being hard on yourself or you have kind of an aggressive or vicious inner critic like I do, as you'll hear about in a second, you know that sometimes you forget it's there 
And you just think like, oh, I suck. Oh, I'm just bad at this. Oh, I'm just not good at this, right? Oh, there's something wrong with me. And it can be really easy to forget that this voice inside you that is so harsh and so mean, it can be really easy to forget that that's not your voice. And I think it can be easy to forget how subjective that voice is and how so often so many of the mean things that you might say to yourself in your head, they are so often not grounded in reality, even when they feel very, very real. And that can result in a lot of stress. It can result in things like imposter syndrome. It can lead to a lot of exhaustion. And all of my experiences in the past couple of weeks with my inner critic really coming to the surface really, really loudly inspired me to create this episode, which is a letter to my inner critic. So I wrote a letter to my own inner critic to try to further mend my relationship with it. And I'm sharing this with you in the hopes that if you struggle with your inner critic and you're very hard on yourself and you second guess yourself, I'm hoping that hearing my inner experience and how I'm processing it might also help you and most importantly, remind you that yes, it feels so real and the things that you say about yourself inside your head, I know that they can feel objectively true and I know that there's a part of you that's like, no, 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 but it's really true for me. I really am bad at this. I really don't do a good job at this or I really am failing at X, Y, Z. That voice is the inner critic. And so when you try to identify the inner critic and say, oh, you know, I'm fine. Like, I'm not as bad as it's saying I am. The inner critic goes, no, no, no. (laughs) Like, I'm right, right? It just gets more stubborn. And so I'm hoping that some of this process that I share with you around my letter to my inner critic and how I experience it and how I work through it is also helpful for you in reminding you how talented you are and how much you have to contribute to move you away from all that negativity and into a place of neutrality and then into from there into a place of seeing your gifts and seeing your talents and seeing all of the things that you have to contribute to the world that will actually benefit the world and make the world a better place if you choose to believe in yourself and be more confident and speak up more at work or however that's going to show up for you. So this is a letter to my inner critic that I'm going to read to you. I hope you enjoy it. And at the very end of this episode, I am sharing a very exciting announcement. So listen through to the end and I'll share some news with you there. And I hope that you enjoy this letter. A letter to my inner critic. Dear inner critic, well, hello there. This is the very first time in my life that I'm talking to you directly after years and years of you talking directly to me. For the first time, the tables are turned and I feel strangely powerful speaking to you in this way. But I promise not to shame you or be mean. If there's one thing you've taught me over the years, it's that a cruel voice gets me nowhere. But if you and I want to have a better relationship, we need to be able to be honest with one another. So I will be very direct with you, and I ask that you listen. Throughout most of my adult life, I wasn't aware that you existed. 
I simply thought that the lies that you were feeding me were just the truth. You spent many years telling me things like, I'm not smart, I'm lazy, I always mess things up, people don't want to hear what I have to say, my voice and my presence annoys people, people will stop liking me once they get to know me, and so many more endless lies that have felt so, so true to me. What is most fascinating about you and the lies that you've shared over the years is that they drove me to simultaneously achieve really difficult things while also sabotaging myself along the way. The net effect of this was a weird mixture of success and insecurity with a strong undercurrent of fear and inadequacy. You are a master at deception, and as a result, you had me caught in a very poisonous cycle. You drove me to achieve very difficult things because you saw that achieving helped you feel less afraid, but you never quite trusted that what I was accomplishing was real or sustainable. You were so fixated on the illusion of my not enoughness that even with tons of evidence, you refuse to believe that I am autonomous and powerful and that I can survive and thrive no matter what. And so all along the way, you filled me with doubt and you made me wonder, is this a fluke? What if I only succeeded because of all of these other external factors? What if I fail at my next job? What if I'm getting close to everything finally falling apart? Your fears fueled me to push harder, to try harder, to keep generating more and more evidence. Surely, if I just showed you enough times what I could do, you would eventually start believing. Until I realized that nothing would ever be enough for you. You only know how to be in disbelief how to nudge me to doubt my instincts, how to fill my mind with second guessing. You never stopped to let me savor the joy of what I had created. Every successful outcome was downplayed and quickly forgotten, while every mistake set you off like an angry stick of dynamite. In the recent weeks, as your voice got very, very loud, I finally realized that pushing harder and doing more would get me nowhere with you. You are a bottomless pit who promises me you will one day be satiated, but now I know that isn't true. The real truth is that you are very, very afraid, and you desperately want to feel less afraid. But like a young child, you don't know how to express this. So instead of telling me I'm afraid, you kick and scream and throw tantrums in my mind and then there I am, confused and frustrated and wondering why things feel so hard all of the time. You remind me of those villains from the TV show Scooby-Doo. Scooby and his crew would finally find the evil villain, but when they pulled off the villain's mask, the bad guy was always so much less scary. When I pull off your mask, I can see that you are basically a scared little child begging for comfort and attention. So while I do feel frustrated and annoyed by you, I also want you to know that you are welcome here. I see you. I hear you. 
you are very deeply concerned and you are trying to take care of me in the best way you know how. My promise to you is that I am here to offer you comfort whenever you need it. I promise to see you and acknowledge you and share words with you that are way, way kinder than the words that you share with me. When you come at me with cruelty, I will come back at you with compassion and kindness. But I also need you to know that I will not listen to you. You're like a crying child, and if I let you drive this car that is my life, I know with full certainty that you are going to crash it. So let's be clear. I'm the one in charge here, and while I promise to give you genuine compassion, don't mistake this for blind servitude. And don't think for even a second that I'll believe the lies that you so often try to tell me. I am officially on to you. You say I am stupid, but I am very, very smart. You say I am lazy, but I show up like a blazing fire when it's time to get things done. You say I mess everything up, but dear friend, can't you see that I'm just getting started and these mistakes are the scaffolding that will make me unstoppable? Your vantage point is limited. You think you can see the truth, but you can't. You can only see through a lens of fear, scarcity, and pessimism. And every conclusion you come to is bleak and distorted. Now, I'll admit that I'm not perfect, and I can be highly subjective much of the time, too. But luckily, there's more than just your perspective and mine. There's your voice, there's my voice, and then there's a third voice. The third voice doesn't always speak in words. It sometimes shows up as a nudge, a feeling, a flash of intuition that feels undoubtedly like the truth, even when no evidence lies behind it. And that third voice, that limitless well of wisdom and knowing, wants both of us to know that even in our current state of conflict, everything is fine. This process of you and I coming together is unfolding in the perfect way and in perfect timing. This inner wisdom tells both of us that it is in our coming together and it is in this uncomfortable conversation that we are having right now that we are preparing a rich soil from which we will begin to cultivate an unshakable sense of self-love. My dearest inner critic, I know that you do not like this. You think this is a massive load of crap. You hate soil metaphors. You hate when I listen to that mysterious inner voice inside me. And you hate the phrase self-love. You think it's overused and weirdly commercialized and cringeworthy. And I know that you desperately want me to ignore this voice of wisdom because it doesn't fit into the paradigm through which you understand the world. But this is where I have to tell you that I decide where we are going. After many years of me trusting you, we're going to do things differently now and have you start to trust me. And I am deciding that we are going to listen to this voice and go in a direction we haven't gone in before. 
to a place that is slower, kinder, brighter, and far more soul-nourishing. I know this direction is new to you, and I know this might feel scary, but I also wouldn't want you to miss out on something so special. If there's one thing I've learned, it's that the most special, delicious experiences in life happen when you are willing to suspend disbelief and step into trust. Trust that you know what you're doing. Trust that you can handle it. Trust that no matter what, things will turn out fine. So I'm inviting you to trust and to come with me. Even though you have been a total asshole to me for so many years, I am still willing to hold your hand every step of the way and make sure you are okay as we walk together in this new direction. We're going to have to get to know each other in a brand new way, you and I. We're going to have to keep getting vulnerable and uncomfortable and super awkward as we learn how to exist with you taking up less space and me taking up more. You're going to get frustrated and squeamish and stubborn as hell as you feel me encroaching on your territory. And I'm going to show up for all of it, reminding you over and over that there is nothing, nothing we can't both handle. You're so afraid that we can't figure this out, that we'll be battling forever. But I don't feel afraid at all. I feel excited, joyful, and a little bit electric. And this is how I know we're making progress. I am sending you all my love. Love, Jess. And that brings us to the end. That one was definitely a good bit shorter than the other pieces that I have written, but I hope that you found it helpful. And if you relate to any parts of it, I would be so curious to know how you experience your inner critic and what that relationship looks like and how you move through some of the struggle and the pain and the tension that I know that voice inside can really bring up. So I would love to hear from you and I'll put my contact information below. And I have a really, really, really exciting announcement And this has been in the making actually since last spring when I started working on season four and I was doing more solo episodes. And I started to realize that as a podcaster and the creator of this show and the creator of a platform where I'm trying to help women find confidence and self-compassion and excel in their careers and feel amazing at work, in doing that, I wanted a deeper skill set, and I have so much curiosity and passion around personal development, around change, around growth, around leveraging one's strengths, and I decided that I was ready, and it was time for me to become trained as a coach, and I've been studying to become a life coach since July now, and I'm going to be wrapping up my training program towards the end of this year. And in 2021, I will be opening my own private coaching practice. And I'm really, really excited to support women one-on-one in building confidence and creating a very successful career. So that's upcoming. The reason that I'm sharing it with you now is because while I'm in the process of completing my training, I'm beta launching my coaching, which basically means that I'm going to be working with a small number 
of women at a reduced price from what it'll be when I launch for real in 2021. And so if you are looking for support, if you are interested in working together one-on-one, I would love to meet you and see if what you want is something that I can help you with. And you can learn more about how I can support you and how I'll be working with women on the podcast website. So if you go to theartofspeakingup.com slash coaching, you will see a little bit more. But to give you a high-level overview, right now I am supporting women in two different ways. The first way is through a structured coaching program, and the second way is more of a customized life coaching approach. So the first way, which is my signature program, is specifically created for women in corporate who want to feel more confident and stable and solid in their roles and want to stop some of the second guessing and some of that inner negativity and chatter that can come up. It's for women who want to move away from that to feeling very strong, knowing that you're overperforming in your role and having greater trust in yourself and your capabilities and your ability to excel and really over deliver in your role, not in a way that feels stressful, but in a way that comes from a place of genuine confidence. That is the goal of my structured signature coaching program. And you can learn a little bit more about it on the website. And I'm also doing customized life coaching where I can support you with goals related to your career and related to your creativity and your passions and building a life that you feel excited about, that you feel engaged with, that you feel passionate about and you feel like is going in the direction you want because this life that we have, like I wrote about in episode, I think it's 67, in my essay about the fear of introducing yourself to a room full of people, this life that we have, we don't know if we get more than one. And it's all about making the most of what you have and getting out of some of the patterns that are keeping you stuck so that you can have greater confidence and greater fulfillment. If you want to learn more, if you're interested in working together, you can learn more at theartofspeakingup.com coaching. And I would love to connect with you. And I look forward to supporting you and helping you reach your goals. And with that, I'm going to sign off. Oh, and if you're newer to the show, also check out the show notes where you can join the private Facebook group and you can also download my free assertiveness ebook. And yeah, that brings us to the end. I'm just so thankful that you're here. Thank you for being patient with me last week as the podcast went on an unexpected hiatus. Share the show with a friend if you love it. And I'll catch you next week in the next episode. Bye.